You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales, and I'm joined by Joe Wood in Kent. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good, Zoe. Homeschooling today, mixing it up with work, all good fun. Uh, lockdown number two is definitely in full swing here in Kent. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really well, thanks. Uh, I'm in the office in Wales, which isn't under lockdown. So uh, yeah, it's a strange time living in England, but there we go. <laughs> Um, Well, it's still Global Bookkeeping Week, and we thought that it would be a great opportunity to bring on Amy Copeland. Amy is the Director of Comms at the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers, or the ICB, Um, and we're going to have a chat today with Amy about joining a professional body and how they can support you in your career as a bookkeeper. Hi, Amy, how are you doing? Hi there, I'm doing very well. I'm pleased to say my kids are still at school, so (laughs) Quite quite, quite serene here today. Oh, it's nice to see you here. Um, how has it's been the Bookkeepers Summit this week? How's that been going? It's been crazy. Yeah, it was really amazing. We had uh, about a thousand people registered and yeah, super social, more social than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was really good. There's, the content is still available online for anyone who's booked. So it's still going on. I think there's like 200 people on the at the moment. It's amazing. It was amazing. I mean, I. Uh, I I joined thinking, how is this going to work? How, you know, being used to going, I don't know how many summits I've been to, five, six, something like that. Um, And I was very, I was like, how is this going to work? And, but as soon as I started getting in and then someone invited me to a one-to-one networking and we was in a little room and then I joined some Luca nominees in an, on another table. And then we were going at like, there was a 15 minute kind of, it was like speed dating networking. So you had a 15 minute timer and then we was like, but we weren't finessed our conversations. They're like, we'll just come straight back in the room again. And so we were, we kept going into this room and having chats, but I do have to say as this is this is my third time of being nominated for a Luca and I absolutely loved this process so at first we were all put in this like nominee room where we was all saying hi oh what are you up for and all this stuff and then we were put into a little side room with the people we were up against but we were in that room for over an hour (laughs) because my my category was like second to last as well to be to be announced but in that time, I got to really know those those ladies that were in the group, really get to understand their story. And at the end of it, we all said, I really don't care anymore if I win or not, because you were so worthy. And I genuinely felt happy. Whereas I said, usually when you're sitting at the dinner and dance and someone from the other side of the room gets up and goes across, you go, oh, bitch. <laughs> It's like table rivalry, isn't there? And we never put you on the same table as the other nominees. Maybe we should rethink that. I I really enjoyed it. I can't. So I actually and I, I felt like I gained some friends, and we were all because we were nominated for the same thing. We were all at similar kind of points with our businesses, and we were really talk like we, we had really deep conversations. And yeah, I just I thought that was amazing. So I made some good friends, which is very. I always make friends. It was never <laughs> usually with people I'm up against for an award. So yeah, I think we might need to do something like that in the future. 
Yeah, I love that. I imagine you weren't really intended to be there for over an hour. I think that's probably technical difficulties because it was all completely live, wasn't it? And we had this, I had this silly idea that we would, yeah, have all these live acceptance speeches. But then I, I haven't seen any other award shows that do that. And it's all pre-recorded. And I, it was, it was, I, yeah, when I was there, we had like a 15 minute rehearsal. And normally you'd like tech rehearse that like at least like a week in advance I don't know what I was thinking really, but I'm glad it had that kind of unexpected. Well, I don't know if anyone's told you, Amy, but there was a section where you were talking to somebody in getting set up and all the nominees could hear you. And you were going, the guy was showing you the, his phone and his children. He was like, oh, this is so-and-so and this is so-and-so. And you were talking about children and we were like, please don't say anything awkward because every, there was like 50 okay. people in the room listening, but you were fine. You were fine. But it was, it was, and I love the music. It was like, who wants to be a millionaire? Do, 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 do. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Really interesting music. I, again, I hadn't heard any of it until we got there, but yeah, one of the tech guys had this, had just had a baby. That was it. I was really worried we were going to accidentally like talk about, you know, the nominees or the winners or something like that. But No, you were fine. You were fine. And we're all like, we shouldn't be listening, but we don't know where to go because it's the only noise in the room. <laughs> the whole screen starts actually with Gary saying, you can't see anything. It's just Gary on the mic saying, but how will we know who's won? And I, just, and I say, we're just going to wing it like that. And then, and then suddenly the video comes up. Very embarrassing. <laughs> it's brilliant. It was brilliant. It was, you know, it was very, very well done. Like you said, I've never seen anything like that so virtual and so you know, we could get so involved. So that was great. So this is why we wanted to cut you to come on because we have hmm, 770 me members in our group or something now. And Whoa. lots of them are not ICB members. Lots of them are, since we've really noticed a shift since, um, since lockdown number one, lots of people have been training and they're thinking about taking on that first client or they're hoping to do it in the next year. And lots of them don't have a professional body. We get some questions in, or should I go with a professional body? Should I go with HMRC? What should I do? And obviously we give our opinion, but we just thought how, you know, we'd ask you some questions about, you know, why you should register with a professional body rather than HMRC and what are the benefits really? Well, uh, well, yeah, you'll have to cut me off if I go on, because to me, there's just just a ton of reasons. And it's almost a no brainer. Um, I think there's about 17,000 businesses in the accountancy sector that are registered directly with HMRC. There's a lot of a lot of them about. Um, but ultimately, what you're doing, you're just ticking a box and you're paying you 300 pounds or whatever per year, possibly more if you've got like more offices or you've got more beneficial owners. Um, and you're getting and like, what are you getting for it? Whereas you could invest that money in membership of a professional organization. And I think with ICB, the fee is probably slightly less even. And then you get the backing of an organization that supports you and fully believes in bookkeepers. And, and ICB is all about the self-employed bookkeeper. Um, and we believe that bookkeepers are doing this vital job to empower businesses. And what we feel our role is, is to empower bookkeepers to do that. Um, so you get this tremendous amount of support and and I think it's really that sort of the sense of collective voice I suppose that is able to you have an organization that's going to represent you with government with HMRC um, and that's got your back basically so 
And um, when we go on those sort of working together groups with HMRC and we talk about the future of agent strategy and the sort of support that agents need in order to help MTD, the rollout of making tax digital or something like that, there's nobody there from HMRC that's representing its own bookkeepers and accountants. They talk to bodies like us and ACCA and ICAW. So that's sort of a huge part of our role, but obviously also there's the sort of credibility that comes with having being able to put an ICB logo on your website or the logo of another professional body. And that's something that that clients can see, um, which obviously you can't put an HMRC logo on your website. They don't let you do it. Um, so there's the sort of credibility that comes with having that kind of professional qualification and that professional backing. Um, and then just having somewhere you can go to where you can get great content and you can get great CPD. So we've obviously been running this thing called ICB TV, very similar to this and um, quite sort of ad hoc at times. But we've been running that since the start of lockdown. We're actually on our 94th episode today. Um, and, and really what we're doing is trying to just interpret the legislation because there is just so I mean, it's just changing every day, isn't it? Um, and even if you know what you're doing, you're confident, it's good to have good to have this sort of resource that that reassures you that you've kind of interpreted everything the right way. So that sort of constant, constant content, um, just to sort of give a bit of guidance, knowing that you're you're going the right way. And then, um, you know, the, the opportunity for the career progression that comes with being able to sort of add on tax qualifications or something like that. The community that you will become a part of if you're part of a professional body. And um, and also basically it all begins with a C. I don't know why. Um, being a certified bookkeeper gets you a lot of great C's. Um, and the last one would be concessions. So you also get deals you get discounts you get cheaper insurance all that kind of stuff as well so to me it really does seem like a complete no-brainer it's not like it's not going to cost you any more and you're going to get so much more value from it it was definitely something that uh, when I started my practice I wanted to know that I had the backing like that was really important and um just you know something that I found really helpful is the helpline mm -hmm. like having helplines to be able to call and like if you've got questions about um I don't know like had an employment question once and I was able to speak to somebody who just knew like they had people there who were experts and you don't have that if you're on your own and it is just feeling that you're part of something greater that is really helpful so um yeah well done ICB for that it was definitely a massive tick for me um what about the training so I think a lot of bookkeepers come along to us and they're like can you, you know, we're there, our, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club exists and our courses exist to help bookkeepers build their business skills. We don't focus on the technical aspects of bookkeeping and interpreting the, the regulations and whatever's being announced by Rishi Sunak today. <laughs> and that, but uh, So a lot of bookkeepers will come to us and they'll say, you know, what is a good way for me to get started? Is there a particular training course that you recommend? Is there a training school that I should go to? Or is that, should I go directly to a professional body? How does the ICB support bookkeepers with the training that they need to start their businesses? That's a very good question. So we actually don't we don't do the training ourselves for the the sort of the core syllabus, if you will. But unlike a lot of other kind of routes into the profession, we don't require you to actually have a a, a work placement or a training program in place. Um, so it really depends, I suppose, on your experience. So if you have got recent relevant experience, if you're working as a bookkeeper and you've got, uh, say, a chartered accountant or a certified bookkeeper who can um, give you a referral, then you could actually, you actually don't even need to do any training if you don't want to. Um, and the same is true if you've got some sort of relevant other qualifications, we could just give you exemptions. If you're very much at the start of your journey, 
we do accredit training providers that have got very good training program so that's kind of a good way for you to find the right people and um, training link actually just won our large practice uh, large training provider of the year award at the bookkeeper summit and they they do very well um, but all of our training providers are excellent very very personable and they will do they're not usually the majority of them are designed for people who are perhaps busy have got other things in their life and so there it's sort of you know you don't have to necessarily go to a college and do it on a set timetable you can do it kind of in your own time we've also got textbooks on our website as well um and yeah and i suppose what we do really whilst we kind of we sort of curate all these training programs and textbooks and stuff like that but ultimately what what our role is is to kind of set the standards basically so um, in terms of the actual qualification, there's these eight core exams that we say you need to become a bookkeeper. And then really how you train for them is, is perfectly up to you. But yeah, you can check on the website or you could just give us a call and we can we can help you with that. And as well, the ICB offer um, the the guidance and the they cover you for money laundering regulations which is the reason you have to so you have to be registered as an accounting service provider you have to be registered with somebody that will that will govern you for those regulations and I remember back in 2007 I received a VAT notice which used to come in an envelope through the door saying um bookkeepers are accounting services providers and they need to be registered um phone this number for hmrc so i phoned and i think it was about 250 pound back in the day um but i think i googled it to say well what's what other options are there you know um and that's when i came across the icb and you really have the icb like really do set the standards across all of the all of the professional bodies uh for money laundering regulations um and you've got your own uh AML platform that when you become a member you can go in there and put all the details in um, and I think I spoke to someone recently and they said about HMRC that you really you just pay your money and that's it like they don't really tell you what you need to do they say you know you've got to make sure you're covered but they don't really help you out whereas um, at the moment the ICB have got Mike on Mondays doing the <laughs> ICB. he's doing all about money laundering regulations and things so um that's really like that does set you apart from other professional bodies um so what what would you say the icb do to help you i know you've got sujay now me and sujay completely bonded over beyonce on at the awards dinner oh my goodness me me and me and sujay just kept asking for beyonce and then we ended up with two or three songs and then paula kept saying dj Beyonce needs to come on and we were like no we've had three songs we're fine but she didn't know who obviously what Beyonce songs were you've recently brought in Sujay so what's his purpose to help with because I think he's to come on to help people get their practices set up yeah CJ is amazing CJ Patel who is our new onboarding practice um manager so he actually I mean wonderful like lockdown story he just messaged me on LinkedIn and um and sent me his cv and was and he his cv said that he was always the life and soul of the party which he's obviously proved and i was like well that's pretty pretty gutsy isn't it let's let's have it let's have a like virtual interview i've never met him um except virtually and he's just so amazing um so basically his 
every time you start your business in, with ICB as your supervisor, you have a meeting with Sue Jay, and he will help you with everything from um, confidence to compliance, let's say, so, and everything in between. So, you know, marketing, how you set up your website, even um, any kind of burning questions or worries you've got, he's there to help you. So his background, he's also worked and um, done a sort of similar role with a, with a bookkeeping franchise company. So he would sort of set up all the franchisees and, um, and he kind of was just like, let's just go to the mainstream and like help bookkeepers more directly, which is quite nice. And um, because we really think you don't need to join a franchise. Obviously that's absolutely a great opportunity if you, if you find a good franchise and um, you don't need to, we've got loads of bookkeepers who've never done this before, never run their own business, let alone a bookkeeping business. And um, we really are there to help you and support you if that, if that, that's what you're doing so yeah he will he will certainly help you he was so busy at the bookkeepers summit because we had this as you say this sort of meeting setup um function and his whole calendar was booked out and not a single person had a meeting with me so I'm gonna have to work on that for next year um so yeah he, I think he's like the most popular member of staff we've ever had um but yeah so there's the CJ Patel he's always on the other end of the phone like you mentioned before there's a technical support line so that covers everything from sort of legal questions if you want to hire staff or something like that or I don't know, you're doing a COVID risk assessment. Um, and then we've also got this tax line. So if you've got VAT questions, tax questions, I mean, not like tax specialism is, is really hard. So there might just occasionally be a question where you've got like, I don't know, foreign gains tax or something. Um, and you need somebody to ask. And that line is just always open, completely un, um, unlimited for um, ICB bookkeepers. Um, and then obviously, yeah, there's anti-money laundering compliance help. So we do have a sort of system where... I suppose in a sense, it's kind of like the AML section of practice management where you can you list all your clients. It links in with companies house so you can get data on all of their directors and everybody that you have to do your due diligence on. So that's a good um, tool to use. And then, yeah, lots of guidance on that. There's an anti-money laundering support line, um, a whistleblowing line, um, stuff like that. I feel like there was one other thing I was getting to, but I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, yeah, like document templates. So, yeah, if you want a letter of engagement or... Um, you know, like a privacy policy or something like that. That's all kind of downloadable. Um, and again, that's sort of just, you know, there's so many of us and, um, you know, it'd be silly to sort of keep recreating the wheel, I suppose, every time. So, yeah. Oh, it, there was, we get asked quite a bit about like uh, templates. So, and that's, I didn't realize that was available. So, that's something that's really mm. useful for um, people who are um, in practice and need to get those engagement letters out. So, that's something to look out for if you remember. There's also like a, Things like Tronk, there's like a Tronk template. I think that's a pub thing, T R O N. Okay, don't know. Something yeah, like things like let it, like if you want to like get data, like release, if someone's being released from their accountant over to you, there's a letter that you send out. There's all sorts of templates. Amazing, that sounds cool. Um, so, uh, so the technical stuff sounds like ICB has the technical stuff down. Um, what about like the the network, like this is something you guys have really worked on over the last year or so. Like we, we love ICB TV and um, I know you have a Facebook group. I guess kind of it's a similar kind of thing to what we're doing. Just you have a, you come at it from a different angle. That's all, isn't it? Um, and you've obviously had the summit. Uh, what else do you offer to bookkeepers like to keep them engaged? Uh, because like we love the summit, um, but it is hard to feel connected, isn't it? Throughout the year when you're kind of doing your own thing on your own and you're office or your spare room or whatever it is you do mm, yeah yeah the summit was great actually and I we I think the thing that was good about it was this sort of private social network we had like 38,000 likes on this thing just over the period of a few days 
And we totally thought it was going to be really social, but I think it kind of overwhelmed even us because I think the community is just so supportive um, and everyone is just like, yeah, just really helping each other be better. And I think that is the thing that's really unique about bookkeepers. And I think it's partly probably because of the nature of the work, because bookkeepers are very supportive. They're very altruistic quite often. And, um, you know, they just like to help each other. I think it's also a symptom of the fact that particularly now, maybe, even though obviously businesses are having a really hard time, I think it's clearer than ever that businesses just need bookkeepers more and more. And those book businesses that have bookkeepers are faring better um, because they've got more of a sense of their cash flow, etc. Um, so I think it's very clear that there is plenty of business out there for bookkeepers. So there's no competition. People can be very supportive of each other. Um, and then also, I suppose it's it's the fact that a lot of bookkeepers come to this at a certain time in their life. So unfortunately, it's not usually, I don't know if this is true of you guys, not usually people's first choice um, of career. And um, that, that might be changing, of course, because, you know, the way we will work is changing and millennials are fresh and bright and um, a bit more open to running their own businesses and things like that. But quite often, I think people, we're, we're sort of united by the fact that um, you know, what I hear time and time again is people who have been kind of um, like dissatisfied with the sort of corporate world and um, they want to have more flexibility, particularly women who feel like they want to have more control over their working hours because they're raising their families or they just couldn't, you know, they couldn't make partner or something like that. Um, and and particularly, I think there's this sort of we're all unified by that, that desire to actually have an impact and to help businesses. So I think there is just this real kind of incredible connection that bookkeepers have with each other. And obviously it was very clear at the Bookkeepers Summit, but that is at ICB that's kind of spread out over the years. So we run like 250 events a year um, and our branch network is just like booming at the moment. So it was, it's kind of divided over county lines um, traditionally because that's how meetings took place. But now uh, we've got all sorts of, you know, you can go to any branch meeting you like, so you don't have to just go to Surrey if you're from Surrey, for example, or Kent, if you're from Kent, Joe. Um, so Joe, you were a branch chair, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I was a branch chair for quite a while. And and I was going to say that, actually, that I definitely have noticed a shift. So when I used to be a branch chair, it used to feel a little bit like everyone was a little bit worried about that there wasn't enough work and mm -hmm. that maybe we should keep some things to ourselves. But I did, And I used to go to the summit and I used to sit and talk to people and I used to get like a group of people around me. It was like, oh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Because I, I'm always, I just tell everyone whatever's going on. I just wear it on my heart on my sleeve. I tell them what, what's going on in my business. And, and, but it used to feel like I was like telling secrets, like no one else would share. Whereas now I think they realize there's so much work out there. And I, that might've come along actually the same time as when cloud and things were just starting to come in. I think people thought, the work was going to disappear. But obviously we know that that's not happened. Work has just massively increased. And I heard Gary say the other day about how many new companies have been incorporated since March. And it's staggering. So there's so much more business out there because yes, we all want, we've all come to that second stage of our life and we want to have something that's flexible around our families. But I think what lockdown has done for everyone has made them realise that. So loads of people have been made redundant or decided, actually, I'm just going to start up on my own. And they all want to do it in the best way because we realise that cash flow is so important and having the right information. It's like everyone's grown up a bit. 
Um, but also bookkeepers definitely have. But I love what you said about the fact it's not the first choice. And that's something I'm really passionate about. And my children are petrified because I keep saying I'm going to come and speak at the school. Um, oh, We've got to do more of that, certainly. Yeah, I want I want to, I really think that, that it could be, a start being a career choice. Don't choose necessarily just accountancy. Fine, if you want to be an accountant, but a bookkeeper should be a role as well. Um, my 17-year-old, he's um, he, he now runs Receipt Bank. He does 10 hours a week for us. Um, and he's... Oh, yeah. He runs Receipt Bank, the company. Oh, no. How have I not met him yet? Thank in my business um and he's he's really enjoying it and actually he picks it up really quickly and actually i think it's been more fun than he thought it would be um because of the software so i think the software could attract a younger you know i think over time we might get some younger people coming in and especially something i want to say about was the apprenticeships um i was listening to peter talking about those and they sound really great, especially for a business owner taking on new staff members. It's a really great opportunity to take, and you can take them on part-time as well, which I didn't, I learned all this, that you can, they can be 16 hours a week. You don't have to take on someone full-time and it's only a year's commitment. Yeah, any age, as long as they're over 16. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so we might, because apprenticeships becoming a thing for bookkeepers, that might be a door because I've definitely noticed at the schools, they are, it's not just all about university anymore. It's definitely, you know, you find the right path for you and apprenticeship might be the right thing. So I'm, I'm think I'm definitely going to look down that path for maybe my next employee. Yeah, it's such a, it, it is such a deal. The apprenticeship thing, you know, you get, yeah, like you said, you obviously you can, you can pay the apprentice, not very much money if you want to obviously you can choose to top that up um but yeah the sort of the initial kind of lower earnings bracket is quite low but you do you get this this bonus as well now don't you for i think it's like a thousand pounds or if not more um for your business two thousand pounds there we go um for taking on an apprentice in your business um and yeah and you can have you know it could be a 70 year old woman that um lives next to you that has always wanted to do bookkeeping it could be your 16 year old son um yeah it could be anybody at any age at any stage of their career and yeah you can do an icb apprenticeship basically and that again like all of our qualifications is available remotely so the kind of the barriers to getting into the accountancy profession are just kind of like disappearing i think um yeah it's 95 percent as well paid for the training yes yeah it is yeah for a small business yeah so you basically get, yeah, and they do that, all that training for free. Basically, you pay 5% of it and you get this nice apprentice to sort of mold into the perfect bookkeeper. Amazing. It's amazing. Um, I've, I think you've given us a lot of reasons why people need to think about signing up with the ICB. Um, can you tell us, because I think that we mentioned a few of the other professional bodies as well while we've been on the call. And um, I think it's sometimes confusing for people, like who should they register with? We get that question a lot, like who do we recommend? How does the ICB stand out from the other bookkeeping professional um, bodies? Well, so there is also the International Association of Bookkeepers, um, I think in terms of practicing members, we've, we're about 10 times bigger. So I would say we are definitely the, the home of the practicing bookkeeper, for sure. Um, and so I suppose, yeah, we just got a bigger community. I think we have, um, we've got a great deal of, of benefits, like we've mentioned. Um, and I think probably 
for somebody who's just at the start of their journey, our our qualification, I think, is more modern and more accessible. So even though there are eight exams and we've got super high pass marks, so we've got 85 percent Zoe and Joe had to pass in order to become a, a certified bookkeeper. Um, you can take every single one of them at home and it's open book. So that's that's partly why the pass mark is so high. But life is open book. It's not like someone's going to make you do their bookkeeping and travel across the country to a cold exam room, not go to the loo, not look at your phone, you know. Um, so it's very, it's very practical syllabus. And we've designed it so that you will be able to hit the ground running. So unlike uh, like AAT, for example, is that is very much designed as a sort of stepping stone to becoming a chartered accountant. And it's designed designed for people because they they qualify more accountancy assistance than any other organization. Um, but it's designed very much for somebody who wants to um, be part of a bigger department and sort of slowly work their way up the chain. So we're actually qualifying people who need to know more than that. So we're qualifying bookkeepers to be able to set up their own business from day one and be able to do everything from trial balance and VAT returns up to providing a set of final accounts for any type of business. So 99% of this country's businesses are small, so you'll be able to give them um, sort of internal management accounts um, just with this, these basic core qualifications. And then we also have sort of add-on tax stuff. So you can add on self-assessment tax or limited company tax and accounts. Um, and that's all just depending on what you want to do. We don't, you know, that's not dictated to you. So um, I think in many ways it's a super flexible sort of curriculum, basically, and it's very much um, based on what you need to run a really successful business. And then obviously yes the community the credibility and then that that just sense of being um part of something that's bigger than yourself and knowing that together we're all really having a, a massive impact on the uk's businesses and the future of the economy fantastic thank you um before we wrap up i really wanted to shout out a couple of bookkeepers in our mm. community who have done at the ICB summit and been involved in different ways. I know that there were quite a few people who were like shortlisted, like Joe was shortlisted for the large practice of the year, weren't yeah. you? And um, the lovely Claire Kendall uh, was the winner of the new practice of the year. So well yeah. done, Claire. That's so fantastic. And she put a really lovely post in our Facebook group as well when she won that. Um, she was part of our bookkeeper's boot camp and she watched oh. a lot of videos and interviews. So that was so kind. So well done, Claire. That was really well deserved. Um, we also, uh, I know that Marie Phillips was shortlisted for Student of the Year and she was on one of your panels, wasn't she? She was on, um, I didn't catch it. Joe, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, it was our bookkeepers entrepreneurs, I think was the question of the panel. And uh, and Marie did fabulously well answering questions and she was a powerhouse. And even though she came on as like a new, like she was classed as a newbie, <laughs> she was like she didn't act like that at all she knew exactly what um what she was saying and um yeah I was messaging her on the way through like go Marie that's amazing so yeah we're, we're really really proud of her and I think we'd, we've been trying to encourage um the community that we've got to get themselves out there more be seen you know tell people like get some news um get some press out there and events and everything like this and awards are amazing because mm. even if even if you don't get nominated, even if you don't win, what they do is actually let you know where you're at. So for me, the funny story was I went up for startup of the year and then I realised I was one month too old. So I was going to be 19 months in November, not 18 months. I was like, oh, I can't do that. Okay, I'll go for small practice of the year. And then I went to 
small practice, but I had too many people in the business. I was like, oh, I've got to go for large practice. So I wouldn't have known that without going through that process of actually, and it made me realize, oh, I've done really well. And just, just to sit there and analyze and just figure out where you're at at that moment in time. I think we, we've been saying to everyone, it, it does you all really good regardless of even if you sent in the application, but you might as well. And we're trying to build up that confidence to kind of put yourself out of your comfort zone and go for it because it's such a great, like I had such the best night. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was a thrill, wasn't it? Congratulations on on getting nominated and yeah, having that fun that fun moment. Yeah, I think it, you know, it's 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 a big deal to even just put yourself forward. I think you're absolutely right. And it does give you that chance to actually think, oh yeah, I'm doing a cracking job here. Yeah, I d- deserve this. And yeah, and that panel discussion was a lot around just say like letting go of imposter syndrome and just knowing, yeah, knowing your worth oh it's so cool it just it sounds like it's amazing I'm really gutted I wasn't there this year um, I'm really looking forward to like the real life version next year it's gonna be amazing um well thanks Amy so much for joining us um I, before we wrap up do you want to tell us a bit about how people can connect with you how people can get involved with the ICB yes Yes, I'm not on Twitter. It's so embarrassing, isn't it? Um, I'm not on Twitter, but we are at ICB UK on Twitter. We're at ICB UK everywhere, apart from on LinkedIn, where we're at ICB Space UK for some reason. And I'm on LinkedIn um, all the time. It's dreadfully um, time-wasting for me. Um, but yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, so find me there. Or just, yeah, amy.copeland at bookkeepers.org.uk. Send me an email. Find <laughs> me. Um, yeah, and just get in touch with our friendly team. They'll help you. If you want to become a bookkeeper, we'll help you do it. And um, if you want to take your next qualification, we'll help you do that. If you want to be supervised by us, we'd love to have you. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks so much. Um, before we wrap up, let me tell you a bit about how you can connect with us. So if you're not already in our group, come join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club on Facebook. Um, we've got quite a lot of stuff going on right now haven't we joe we've got a lot going on that we're building up to over christmas um if you head over to the website if you go to sixfigurebookkeeper.com you can find out more i don't think i've got time to tell you about everything going on right now but um we've got some really cool merchandise that we've launched this week so you might have noticed that joe's been wearing her go figure sweatshirt um this week we did an interview on monday night with joe about her personal story and she was wearing it there if you didn't catch the personal story you can catch the replay by going over to our website um but there's everyone was saying where did you get that sweatshirt from and we've now buy we have hoodies like this we've got all different colors uh t-shirts um and people are loving them so Uh, Those are available and you can order them now in time for Christmas. Um, We have also got, what else have I got to tell you, Joe? Oh, our our bookkeeper's startup programme is now available to buy. We had a chat about that earlier in the week as well. Um, It's accredited with six CPD units. So if you've heard about the bookkeeper's six-month success programme, which we uh, we launched during boot camp, in September. A lot of people signed up. That's our 30 unit program. Um, If you're just looking for something condensed, which addresses all of the different sort of building blocks, I suppose, that you want to put in place to get your practice off the ground um, with a checklist of what to work through, get everything in place, feel confident to find that first client. That course is available to buy now for 299. You can head over to our website and you can find out more about it. And we will be back next week for another podcast. See you then. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.